wavelength. We was talking the same, the same uh, language, but when I did it, she didn't move. Oh. Like, she didn't. She didn't move. Like her, her puzzle piece stayed there. I moved all my all my pieces. <laughs> I risked my king for the queen. I sacrificed my queen. <laughs> you, you literally know. did. I you literally did. <laughs> now, yes. now, now the girl that I left is married, looking, looking good. Uh, and you know who you are. And uh, It seems random, but I got purpose. Things coming together so beautifully One day, it all makes sense Just you wait and see Take this journey with me Purposely, random Purposely, random Purposely, random Purposely, random Hey, you guys. Oh, here we go. Hey, guys. It's your girl, Angela Lee, and this is a podcast, Purposely Random. Today, I have a special guest, my good friend, Brandon. But first, we're going to get into the theme song. I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie to y'all. So hopefully this works out because I've never done it with somebody else. So here we go. <clears throat> Why are we attracted to the people we are? Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. I'm trying to impress you. Give all that I got. Give all that I got. Give all that I got. Why can't you see me or give me a shot? Just give me a shot. Just give me a shot. Bam, there it is, y'all. It went on. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, All right. So I want to introduce my special, amazing guest who I've been friends with, I want to say, almost eight years. Does that sound about right? So about eight years. And how we met, like, I think the first time we met, we went to McDonald's. And we talked for, like, hours. And I was like, whoa, this is so amazing. Because I really hadn't had that before. Like, someone that I could just talk to and, like, really genuine be myself. And we just been good homies off and on. <laughs> sometimes really sometimes really off and sometimes really on right now we're really on so we're excited to um have you here is there anything that you want to say i want to say um it's very much an honor i'm very proud of you for starting this um we've been friends for a long long time <laughs> yes uh and i want to you know put a note in there when you've been off it's because of you not me <laughs> So hop you, 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 your listeners to think like, you know, what happened? First right. of all, don't make me put our business out in the streets because I will. <laughs> I already low-key put it out, but I can put it all the way on French. Please. All right. Spare me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. So today's show is going to be a little bit different. We kind of have a little bit more structure today because, you know, your girl be random with mine. I always like think of a topic, but then like I kind of like bounce around as my mm. thoughts flow. So we're going to okay. kind of keep it organic in the conversation but the things we're going to talk about today are impractical role role models if i could talk impractical role models um unrequited love touching back on that okay <laughs> um quarantine playlist and we're going to close it off with the red flag so mm. all right so brandon 
aka Ghostbuster, like Yo. I like to call you. Um, who are some of those like impractical role models in your life? And also, it's a, it's a pretty big question, so make sure you're listening. Um, why do you think that they were influential people? And what good or bad habits did you learn from them? Um, I would say like the first the first person, um, Leon. He when I lived in Chicago, and he was the drug dealer next door, hmm. and always always told me stay fresh, stay fresh. You never want to be caught slipping. <laughs> okay. So, um, I mean, of course, he sold a lot of drugs, and made a lot of money, but you know he was very generous to me. Like he uh, asked me what my grades is. I give him my report card for every A. He gave me twenty dollars. Um, and I thought, you know, he can't be a bad guy if he's giving me money to, to do well in school. Um, I think with lessons is like stay fresh, of course, but also like when you, when you are on top of the world, which I'm of course like a drug dealer or whatever, but like he made enough money to help other people. And it's like, whatever you do, make sure you get back. Mm. Um, and to this day, he's still doing the same stuff. So I don't know. I mean, he... He's still the same Leon. Uh, I will say probably the next one, Carl Winslow from Family Matters. <laughs> Always <laughs> loved him, man. Always loved him. Like how, but he he never, he, it was no, it was never a gray matter with him. It was either right or wrong. And pretty much like he was very righteous. And being a black, a black cop in Chicago, and seeing him okay like, i was like i don't i thought that was the dad but then i was like okay urkel carl 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 so okay the dad all right go ahead sorry <laughs> no it's like i just loved his like his personality and how like he he never really buckled when it was outside of the house outside of urkel and the family drama when he dealt with drama outside of work i mean outside of the home you start seeing his character and i think that was like i was like that's a that's a man right there Hmm. and I always wanted to be a stand-up guy um and I, it kind of goes with Uncle Phil Uncle Phil of course I guess all my all my role models are like man um and very much like uh fathers I have a father in my in my in my life I grew up with my dad um but and also I, I I looked up to my my pops too, but it wasn't impractical. Of course, he was able to look up to the pops. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ideally, um, I was gonna say you know no role models. J Cole, bam, 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 one of the best that ever did it. Still doing it to the top of the T. Um, I wanted to touch back on something that you said. Um, it seems like a lot of your role models were like TV fathers, like well, two of them at least, right. but. I feel like the most impractical one is like the drug dealer like guy. So right. aside from him like um kind of giving back to the community, but also like kind of low-key harming the community. I don't know what he was selling, but he was selling that he was selling, he was selling marijuana. So oh, okay. It's not that bad. <laughs> I know. So yeah, I don't know if it was that bad. <laughs> it might have been was, laced or something. We don't know. Just kidding. He was serving. He was serving. He was whipping on the pot, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, like a stir fry, like the Migos. He was he was serving the community in many ways. Um, so, <laughs> anyways, so what like kind of drew you to him like initially? Like I know he was probably fresh to death and had money, but like, what do you think it was like internally that like drew you to him? So you know, my growing up, I always knew 
that my father was like a, a notorious game banger. Oh, wow. um, he was a okay. uh, he was <laughs> he was a CBL. He was a conservative vice lord, um, and which is one of the first gangs in America, actually, like gang gangs, not like you know mafia, the mob, whatever, like that. It was a gang, mm -hmm. and it's actually the first and only gang that ever got a um, that only that got money from the government. The president actually gave vice lords money. Mm -hmm. What did you just say? So they, the, okay, hold on. This is like such a layered like story that you are telling me right now. Yeah. <laughs> so literally the government's like, yo, let me lace your pockets real quick so you can do what? Like, why are they no. funding? <laughs> no, so because Vice Lords was kind of like a Black Panther. Mm. Um, not, they wasn't Black Panther, but it was Black Panther-ish. And so yeah. they got money to, and conservative way was the street, to put money back into the community. So mm -hmm. they made a, they own, black owned uh, ice cream shop, black oh. owned, um, uh, as an end, in like a uh, gym, like gym, uh, what is it called? Like uh, that kids come in, they can come and play, whatever. Boys and Girls Club type of thing? Yeah, like a, yeah, like a okay. Boys and Girls Club. They made a, a store, a business for women to come in and learn how to type so they can learn, like, to get on the job workforce. And they had a pantry, a food pantry. So the government gave them all this money to kind of, like, boost the community. And um, later down the road, bad things happened. People got kind of um, greedy. We never know if, if cops or any type of higher organization, CIA, has anything to do with the corruption with my stories. Mm. But my dad was... The, one of the first ways of the uh, or the first ways of the bad um, <laughs> of what happened to the bad um, vice lords and yeah. so when I seen my my neighbor which he was my neighbor the gangbanger I was like it's like it was like seeing the stories of my dad in real life right. you know he was he, he he was that guy what drew me do was fresh and had the girls oh I was, I was, young, I was like <laughs> <laughs> I was like nine and ten and i was like man so i got a different girl each week and Ugh. he had the freshest um shoes i mean he always like had the white air force ones he always like no you can't get these messed up can't get these messed up he even showed me how to how to clean my shoes big boy like, right talk about my like, air force ones <laughs> that drew me there uh, i was like man i want to be a d-boy you know what i'm saying i wanted to just be on the block <gasps> I could not imagine that. Like, I feel like you're just so, like, I'm not saying that you don't have street cred. Let me just get that correct. I'm mm. just saying, like, I feel like you're such a a great guy. Like, not saying that people that sell drugs or whatever are not good people. Like, right. they can turn out to be good people. We all have bad things that we're trying to do. I'm trying to clean it up as I'm saying it. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you're garbage. Uh, I'm just trying to <laughs> No. Okay. But I was just going to say, like, to imagine you going down that path, it seems... Oh, are you talking? No, no. Oh, you look like you're talking. Sorry. Um, so, I just can't imagine you going down that path. Like, even though I know you're from Chicago, and Chicago's like, Chirac or whatever, I just feel like you turned around, like, what that life could have been for you, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I... And not to go totally deep into my criminal record and nothing like that. Okay. But um, I I I did not turn a, a new leaf on on purpose. Hmm. Like my my when I bring up my father, my father wasn't like a, 
a guy on the street, like he was he was the chief of violations. So like it's the it's the chief of violations, then it's the leader of the whole gang. Okay. Right. And so it's like it when you hear that your dad is a chief, you you it's not the same. It, it's like I gotta I gotta walk in them, those shoes. Mm-hmm. He's not just a regular guy. I mean, he's the top tier. And so when I think about living a normal, like when I li- thought about living a normal life, I thought, well, I'm not keeping up with my dad's legacy. Right. You know, my dad gave it all up for my mother so he can live a normal life and have a family. And he did. He, he quit all this stuff and he, um, and he got a real job mm-hmm. and he was a dad. That's so sad. But I, when I think about like my cousins and my uncles and random people off the street tell me about my father, I think, what the what am I doing? I want to be like that. I want to be loved and feared, you know. Uh, and it took a long time for me to to you know not want to do that. Um, jail is <laughs> jail would get you right, you know. The idea of prison can get you right. Well, <laughs> and I wasn't, and I'm not trying. But like, you know, I have moments where I'm like, as you you see like painted stuff in the world, you know, you just go back to that dark place, which I think every person that's actually doing like some type of crime kind of lives, mm-hmm. you know, like to just, they stay there, you know, and I, I think I, I got to turn off some of these social medias, you know, you see somebody passing away and dying unjustly by a cop or someone, mm-hmm. and you just think, and I think like, oh, that's my father. Because <laughs> you know, I got gun signs. All like, I'm, I'm firing at the at the screen. Give me a chance. I'm like, that's my pops. That's that dark side, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, that's the whole the whole thing. <laughs> the, the whole kid in the caboodle is it, it's. Thank you. I, I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to focus on a lot of things. But like, yeah, I have times where I slip into like, man, where's the skill at? You know, say I'm trying to come up. You know? I'm trying to come yeah. up with the quickness. Yeah, this nine to five is not working. Huh. Yeah. Well, uh. no, <laughs> no, I definitely get it. Um, this is awesome because like I'm seeing a side of you that like even though we talk and we talk so much, there's still so right. much that like we never went to this place. So it's nice to like kind of see that piece of you. So speaking of pieces and putting things together. Um, how do you feel that your attraction to maybe like the, I don't want to say the darker side of people, but kind of like the more quote unquote, not so pretty role models kind of led to how you interact with like people and how you, your feelings towards them and how some of their, those feelings might be unrequited. Like the next Mm. topic. Hey. Um, you know, unrequited love uh, or friendship I don't really have that like I guess I'm, I'm less to say that I had like a, a, bu- a, a bubbly personality a very welcoming personality mm-hmm. and you know when you're younger of course you know when you're in junior high or whatever you like the girl or you know you're like dang and you and you ain't like mm-hmm. you're not her type you know you're not her type mm-hmm. um and that sucks because you're you're at that time you're more impression, impressionable even to your own thoughts. You like I suck, oh. I'm ugly, or you know I'm not tall enough, or you know, and you know that can ride with you for a long time. But I think that stuff kind of builds you up to become like a better person or a stronger person. So I say, 
uh, the way I look at things, the way I look at people, like I, I don't really, you know, mess with too many people, but like if I jive with you off the off the rip, then I'm jiving with you. Um, for the women on the women's spot, on the women call, I, I feel like love me, please. I give you the love that you that you that you you know want and desire. But like it's only been like one time where I was I felt love like in love with someone and that it didn't work out. But it, it worked. I guess it worked itself out because like even though that we were not we wasn't together we were not together. Um, it made me a better person. It made me understand what real love is and how much the depth of my capacity to love someone. And so even if it's even if you have a bad situation you can learn from it right and so i opened the door she didn't walk walk in but guess what my door now is open for for any for many people i i have that depth now i didn't know because like the course being hard being you know trying to or trying to be hard because you know not everyone you're not hard you know we, we all have ways in to to open the the, the, the gate right the doors of our of our love but um i never really thought i thought my 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 understanding of love was small right. compared to what happened then you know i never thought i would i will fall you know in in love with somebody i thought i would just always love somebody and now that i know what what it feels to be in love with somebody it changed it changed my whole life and so it sucked it really did suck I, it took me a long time but i i, I feel now that it has moved me in a direction of um in the best direction for me i would say and, yeah that's fine well i guess i'm wondering hold on really quick so i have to clear my throat this is not professional <laughs> it's okay so i'm just wondering um was there a time because it sounds like yes you might have had some times where there was unrequited love um mm. this last this last relationship or the relationship where you actually learned what love is mm -hmm. um there was obviously something that you were not agreeing on so there was maybe a a path that you both didn't want to go on or it's just maybe it, it met its met its end and, and you can definitely talk about that if you like but another thing that i want to talk about is like has there been a time where you have had someone have unrequited feelings for you like they were like yo let me get at you because you're bad, you got that style, you're fresh to death, Air Force Ones, let me get two pair. <laughs> Big boy, talking to my Air Force Ones, you know what I'm saying? Like, so. Yeah, I feel you. So, I, the question is, like, ha has I ever, like, kind of swatted the person away? Factual, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, unfortunately, I have, um, you know, a couple times. But it, <gasps> so cute. <laughs> but I, I feel like sometimes it's just not the right time or it's just not the right person sometimes so, mm -hmm. and you you know what you want and you know what you like right like only a slim a slim possibility is that you just you just you're just scared to take the plunge mm -hmm. the other possibilities I feel like is you're you don't want to ruin what you have you know, it's not, not every, and not every relationship needs to go one step further. You know, you can, you can be the best at one thing. You know, you can be best at being a friend. You can be uh, the best at being that person that's annoying, 
Oh, <laughs> I'm like, whoa, come on now. Is this a personal attack basket? No? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like annoying in a good way. You know, you just always that person that reminds that per- like reminds them to step up or reminds them to calm down, you know. And I think we as people kind of like always want to step one one step further than we have to just for like self like reinsurance. Mm-hmm. Um like are you really my friend or are you are you into me that way? And it's like mm-hmm. those things come those things come without without um actually voice and, and and words those things come with like body body language and everything it's like you know i think it's like one of those things that you know you know and you know you don't know yeah like you're like I, I just not in it so yeah so okay two-part question again because right. you're like making me think a lot about has there been a time where maybe you didn't have those feelings and you changed your mind later on down the road and part B, have you ever regretted not having those feelings in that moment? Man, I got a story. I was in what? Um, <laughs> I was in uh, ninth grade. I think her name was Lulu. Something Ooh, like that. Hey, Lulu. You out there, girl? <laughs> <laughs> and man, she was my road dog. She was my ace, right? And she was dating my, my homeboy, um, Marco. Ooh, scandal. And, and we was friends, you know? And she would talk about her boyfriend or whatever and but we was friends we so we just we'll always be talking and i don't know when it switched but it's like one day i looked at her and i was like i want her Ooh. i want her right and that's crazy because i was actually like about to date this other girl and i ended up dating <laughs> her um and i was like super like you know i was i was walking with her walking my girl and then I look at her, you know, like. You know, oh, <laughs> this reminds me of that Usher song. You make me want to leave the one I'm with, start a new relationship with you. Come on. Yes. Okay, go that's, ahead. That's, Sorry. That's, that's, <laughs> and I was like, all right. So I felt real bad that I was dating a girl and I wasn't putting my whole, my all in it. Not great me. And <laughs> I was a player I, out I here to, in the streets. I had, to, I had to, I had a lot to give, you know. And so. <laughs> I love it. I I left the girl. Like, well, I broke up. Not left. I broke up with her, and I went to her because I thought we was on the same wavelength. We was talking the same, the same uh, language. But when I did it, she didn't move. Oh. Like, she didn't. She didn't move. Like her her puzzle piece stayed there. I moved all my all my pieces. <laughs> I risked my king for the queen. I sacrificed my queen. <laughs> you she literally was, did. I you literally did. <laughs> now, yes. now, hey, not a girl that I left is married, looking, looking good. Uh, and you know who you are. And um, I'm happy Lulu, for this one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's just like, I, I don't totally regretted that situation because it was nothing there for me. It was like, I pushed, push, 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 push. And I didn't know, I pushed past me understanding that she wasn't even pushing in my direction. Mm. She was just confused. She didn't know she wanted Marcos and she didn't know if she just wanted to be alone, but she knows, uh, she knew that I was entertaining her. Mm. And I, I lost my, I lost my, what did it say? I was upside down. I lost my shirt. <laughs> That's what it says when you lost everything and the stocks. I lost my shirt. I lost it all. 
Um, and I never forget. Oh, I don't know that. That's... Never, but she was my friend, like my mm-hmm. real friend. And uh, unfortunately, after all that happened, we never talked again. Oh, the yeah. the the consequences, man. That sucks. Consequences. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, wow. This I feel like we can definitely talk about this even more because there's so much, so many layers and maybe you didn't even realize because at first you're like, no, nah, that maybe happened once or twice, but no, not really. But it sounded like that was a deep unrequited thing. Like, you're like, yo, girl, I'm ready to risk it all. <laughs> and she was like, nah, <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, just not do that. But thanks. Thanks for the, thanks for the smiles. Right. <laughs> you know, I have definitely like that's that's funny because like after that it's like i had like two two girlfriends in ninth grade like the first beginning of ninth grade and that other girl and mm-hmm. so like that was like i guess the short my short relationships and right after that i guess like again i got into my long relationships and i never stopped getting into long relationships so <laughs> I, I don't know if that started at all i don't know if lulu started at all but it definitely changed the way i think about pushing pushing limits when um when you're the only one feeling the feeling yet, you know, you got to fill it out. You got to weigh on it and let it, let it, let it ripe. you know? Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay, cool. You ready for the next topic? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So let's talk about, I'm gonna, I'm gonna join in this, this time because I've been doing a lot of interviewing. So I want to be a part <laughs> of the conversation. Um, we're going to talk about quarantine playlist. So you want to just do like, I don't, I think I only have like seven. So do you want to talk about yours first or do you want to like, no, I'll, let's hear yours. Okay, so mine is, I don't, I wouldn't say I listen to them a lot, but like, these are songs that I've been gravitating towards, but one that I've been listening to quite a bit is Moving Cool by Outkast from the great, I don't think it's critically acclaimed, but it's fire to me, Right. a while. Okay. Okay. That was, a, that was an odd movie. It was odd, but I love Outkast. Like Andre, three stacks, three thousand. Okay, mm-hmm. definitely someone that could change my life around if he was, you know, my man. Um. <laughs> okay, okay, Andre. <laughs> Andre, if you're listening, I love you. Um, so, <laughs> but just like that, I think that's the only real. Uh, I mean, Paula Patterson. I feel like she did some of her best acting in that in that movie. I don't know. Okay. Uh, it's been a minute since I've seen it, but just Andre 3000. That's also one of the times we saw him acting and like just just a great actor, man. He's amazing. Right. Nothing not to take away from Baby Boy because Baby Boy was out here doing this thing, ATL, but but Andre Three Sacks, Four Brothers, all that stuff. So I just admire him all the way. Um another another song of mine, I love me some France man. He okay. I found out about him, knew about him as a child, but what I really found out about him about three years before he passed away, three or four years before he passed away, I like got his catalog and like started like listening to them. And one song, Erica Badu sang on this like uh, award show and it was yeah. called The Ballad of Dorothy Parker. And there's this live version that is just so fire, but there was a song that I heard about it before. I heard about it it was like a rehearsal. Mm. The best version. Somebody took it off YouTube. Never found it again. Oh, 
that yeah. sucks. Yeah, that sucks. I know because it's like the best, the best version. Like I fell in love with. Like the the real one. It's like it's kind of like timings off here and there, and like it's just kind of odd because it's um, times of the signs, which is such a timely album. Sometimes when it comes to okay. ooh, I have splash effect. I got so saliva, so much saliva thinking about Prince. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I understand. You can yeah. take a moment. You know, it's Prince now. <laughs> Yeah, um, but Signs of the Times, that's a great album. You know, you have um, If I Was Your Girlfriend and uh, other songs that I can't think of right now. Um, but another Prince song I love is Adore. Okay. Adore, that song. And I only have a couple more that I've been really listening to. One of my most fire tracks, More Fire, More Fire, mm-hmm. Count, Counting Up, Rico Nasty, what you know about that? Okay. Okay, I know Rico Nasty. Hey, you know, well, I know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, she getting it. She's definitely getting it. I love that uh, Doja Cat song with uh, her and Doja Cat. Tia Tamara. Tia Tamara, rip. I mean, that girl is um, very much going to be a star. Yo, that's how I found out about her. Mm-hmm. Um, was Tia Tamara by Doja Cat? Because I started getting to Doja Cat because of. Um, I think I heard. I'm a cow, but I wasn't really checking for Doja. I, right. I don't remember what was the first song that I heard from her that I was like, oh, she actually can spit. Like, right. she's actually more fire than anybody in the game. Nikki right. who? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, sorry, y'all. I just, Doja true, Cat's true. doing her thing. Doja Cat's the Cardi, Cardi B, too. Doja Cat's hitting it. Yeah, Cardi B, too. <laughs> Listen. Doja Cat's song, oh, what is it? Rules. Oh, the video for that, so fire! Like turns into a cat and like has a mouse, and then she has a cat guards, and then she's like with a snake, and she like sounds like Kendrick Lamar on that one. Beep beep ow. Oops, I meant to say jealous. I mean precious. Oh, like the flow on that is just so hard. So I haven't been listening to a lot of Doja, but she's fire um but rico nasty counting up like that's like my crunk song like when i'm getting hype i'm like i'm like what 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 doesn't matter because i'm setting count in up um let's switch it up going back to some mellow stuff d'angelo another life have you heard the black messiah album it's, it's no oh i i don't know if i i never sat and, and listened to his whole album but i think that you have I think I sent it to you. Song. Yeah. yeah, fire. And uh, what else? Da, da, da. Um, Project Pat, Chickenhead. That's another one of my ratchet songs. It helps to calm me down. Um, and then one gospel song that I listen to is like, Lord, 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 you've been blessing me. I don't okay. know. I don't know the real name of the song. <laughs> okay, your turn. Okay. What's up? Pew, pew. Um, one, one last thing though. Okay. So you gave me all these songs and it's great, but like if you have to have an overarching tone of the the music, what would you say? Um, a little bit like me, all over the place. That's like the because <laughs> I got my little got my little ratchet. Like I need to like uh, most of my song choices always are like more mellow. Like so, if you know, like I have like a lot of love songs and a lot of ballads, but. Mm-hmm. 
sometimes I need to be like, yo, forget that fool. Like what, 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 or bonk, bonk, chicka, chicka. So like. Okay. I feel you. Yeah, you like my outfit? Don't even fake the deal. (laughs) 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 So sometimes I just need to tell people like it is, but um, I think the reason why I'm gravitating to those songs is because they've already comforted me in the past. Like, just the artistry of Prince and D'Angelo and just where I'm at as far as the song Moving Cool, it talks about, like, I trip on how everybody sees what I am but you. And, like, when I think about Unrequited, like, that's so true. And then another lyrics that they have is, baby, I am the opening act, the headliner, and the after party. That means I'm everything. (laughs) And you're trying to treat me like I'm just a sideshow, baby. No, I'm every part of the experience, so. Okay. Okay, I hope that answered your question. What's your What's your playlist? Uh, so my playlist is pretty much like two albums, and it's XXX Temptation uh, Seventeen, mm. which is like you know his quote unquote best album, um, and it's the first one that the fans got to see another side of him, um, and. My favorite song is Carry On. Very, very deep, very sad. Um, so one, one thing about, I guess I answered, I, I answered the question that I asked you, that I asked you up front is that like the overarching theme of the quarantine, my quarantine playlist throughout, you know, these couple of weeks, these, well, months now, I've, I've been a sad boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to to lie and say that I've been dealing with it the best. Um, days I are just blurred, and I wake up and I feel like, what did I do yesterday that helped me right now? And it's like nothing. Right. You know, like music has been pretty much music and anime has been my my crutch through this to keep me going. Um, so like pretty much like. XX, Temptation and Trippy Red has been the both people that show a lot of emotions. Both artists that show a lot of emotion. They stream in their music. And sometimes in this time, in this during this hard time, I just want to just I just want to stream. And so I just feel like a kinship to these two. Uh, I just play it back to back. Uh, I've been trying to, you know, get in my group theory and, and <gasps> my, <laughs> my group theory tell me, you know. Yes. Uh, and sometimes, you know, I, I dibble and dabble to to uplift, you know, but some it's it's easier to to have the roller coaster go down and go up. The force is a lot easier. Mm. And so sometimes I, I find myself, you know, th- swinging on the pendulum of like I just want to just lay down for the whole day and maybe get up, you know, and I, sometimes I lose the battle, sometimes I'll, I win, but the, my playlist has been very much stream, sad, and a little bit of happy here and there when I, when I feel it, um, but I'm not, it's not doom and gloom, it's just like sometimes you need to, to feel heard, yeah. and I know it's weirdly when you listen to music, you feel heard. You feel like a, a person understands you. And I think that these these few musicians have that. Um, so, yeah. And, uh, and it's 
as the summer's getting as I mean, as the weather's getting better and you come outside, it's hard to to feel sad. <laughs> you know, it's hard to feel sad when things are kind of letting go. Um, when you think maybe the coronavirus won't get you finally, you got weathered the storm, but you're still being safe. Yeah, I mean, it's looking up, but my playlist has been pretty dark. <laughs> uh, I mean, also murder hornets is is the thing. Here in Utah, some and in California, earthquakes, other places as well. So it's like, oh, let's scratch this off in our bingo of, <laughs> you know, right. natural disasters. Um, I loved what you shared because it made me realize, um, as I was thinking about the songs and the lyrics of like the songs I have been listening to, they do have a lot to do with like how I'm feeling. So like, um, with you, it sounds like you know, you're feeling a lot of emotions, you're feeling down and you're trying to express those things and being okay to feel your feels. Um, For me, I think it has a lot to do with like, see me, appreciate me, love me. And like, Mm -hmm. even the Ratchet songs, they're like, like, what, like what, who they think they're better than me? So I have attitude because people are not seeing me. You know what I'm saying? Like seeing my value. (laughs) And then I'm like, stuff like Adorn where it's like, until the end of time, I'll be there for you. You own my heart and my mind. I'm like, you know, I'm trying to find love out here in these streets. Not really trying to find love because it's like, that's like, should be the furthest thing from my mind. But at the same time, it's like, I want to die with somebody. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to just be in my my coffin by myself. If the world's in, let's go out together. Blaze of glory. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I, I think... I've been feeling so many emotions as well, like, you know, with uh, losing that piece of, like, being able to, like, really be around people. uh, It starts to make me look more on my inside and, like, dang, who am I attracting while I'm out in the world? Mm -hmm. Because these people, some of these people are trash. I'm glad I got you. Hey, good Lord, looked out for me when I caught you. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. Hey. (laughs) I don't even know how to dance. Um, But... Like some people that have gravitated toward me, towards me, um, and seen my growth, because you've seen a lot of my growth, you've seen a lot of my struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to draw more onto who that person is that attracted like people like you and like some of my really good Judy's, my good friends. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to stop talking. I feel sad. So <laughs> hey, can, uh, can I show you something real quick? Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Did I do some like boom boom? Hey, hey, wait in on it. Wait in on it. Wait in on the surprise. About to show me something. Show me some. Okay. All right. All right so, I'm closing my eyes. Should I open it? <laughs> you can open it on this. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but when we was talking earlier at the, the beginning, it's talking about like trying to not be the the bad guy and not you know i still have like a weird thing about it right so these are all my ski masks <laughs> okay i i this is this is when i don't care about the police like i i dare you to catch me right so <laughs> that's gonna say that's a little bright bud this is the this is the wool this is the classic mm-hmm. right here um uh, this one right here, that's that that's that easy put together. Oh, it's the outside, but it's yeah. easy put together. <laughs> and yeah, like it's a it's a I, I collect them. Don't oh my gosh. I was gonna say just a random thought is 
the nose being out just seems like I know you have to breathe, but aren't those yeah. made for like winter where it's like cold? I hate when my nose is cold. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. I'm like, get out of here. I hate when my nose is cold, my ears are cold, and my feet are cold. I'm like, ugh, get this out of here. But like, yeah. what's the whole point of those? Like, like what are they supposed to be used for? I would believe for just like cold weather. Um, but it's like, it's so weird because like if you bought this in the summertime, people should be looking at you. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, what's your what's your face so cold for? Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, uh, why are you buying a trash bag and a chainsaw? Like, what are you doing, dog? Listen, exactly. <laughs> All right, well, we're coming to the end. So I'm kind of trying to be like your boys, the Bodega Boys. Shout out to them. Da -da -da -da. Uh, I don't know. I'm not from New York, but I do love some Deces and Mero. And one thing that they do is like the uh, Bodega signs, but I don't, I don't want to do that. I have a segment on my podcast called Red Flags. So I want to know like one, you can share more than one, but like one of your major like red flags to that sets you Set your senses off and I was like, I got to go. This person ain't for me. Okay. And all your listeners, this is something that y'all should take, you know, to heart and, and use this every time. It's a meter, right? Mm -hmm. If your friend or your future lover talks to their mother like that, any Joe Snow off the street yelling at them, cussing, cussing at them, you need to leave. Let them out your life. Just open the door and let them just walk out your life because they treat their mother bad. They they definitely don't care about you. So that's my number one red flag. You said a word right there, buddy, because it's <laughs> so true. I think about it I, I to add to yours, which I'm sorry, I want to add a little bit. No, go ahead. How they treat their family, especially their mom or their parents. Yes. And how they treat themselves are like the biggest indicator of how they're going to choose you, like treat you. Mm -hmm. If they can't keep promises to themselves, how can you expect them to keep a promise to you? They're with themselves all the time. Or right. like, I don't keep all the promises to myself, but I'd be trying. I'm like, dang, actually, you got to get it together, girl. Right. But like, if someone's cussing their mom out, they're just like stealing from the, like, just, I don't know. Even if somebody like gets the wrong tone of voice, like with their mom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I be having some attitudes with my mom too. And sometimes yeah. I have to check myself, but it's like I still would apologize to my mom. Like I'm not over here. Like some people are entitled to treat their parent like any old way. Right. Our uh, mom, no. My mom would kill me. My dad would kill me for talking crazy to my mom. Like I just, if I'm upset with my mom, which is hardly ever. Um, That's you know, I just, cute. I just don't talk. <laughs> I just don't talk. I just kind of silent, and my mom kind of knows mm -hmm. to give me space or to apologize if, if she was wrong in that in that way. But never, no, I would never raise my voice at my mom. You know, like I, I respect her and I love her too much to even think that. So uh, to me, like the the level of respect is so high, I wouldn't yell at your mom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if they're yelling at their mom, come on. Peace. I I definitely wouldn't like yell at my 
mom, like I, I'm gonna be real with you. Sometimes I'll be yelling at my mom, but it's always like in a private, it's coming out of passion. It's not like, I hate you, mom. I'm sick of you. It's like, leave me alone. Like, yeah, I'm right. like <laughs> it's like yeah, a reaction. Yeah. It's like a reaction. It's not like I would ever talk down to my mom. Like my mom yeah. is like queen of my heart, my best friend in the world. Like I feel like I'm about to cry about it. It's like, I feel so grateful that I was blessed with her because it's like the greatest gift, like looking at other people's dynamics with their parents. And like, I just feel so lucky to have her, even when she doesn't listen to me or like we have our battles, like she tries. She's the person that has shown me you can change. You don't have to stay the same. Her and my father are definitely um, my examples of like, you don't have to be who you were you don't have to who you're raised like her family dynamic they were the um kind of like don't really tell you i love you type of people and like my mom always tells me she loves me builds me up and so for me to ever like disrespect her even though sometimes she feels like i disrespecting her by just trying to be an adult (laughs) right right um I just couldn't see it because that's like the queen of my heart and I will choose her um any day like don't get me wrong like I still respect my um relationship and I'll set boundaries with her about my relationships but you're not gonna disrespect my mom I wouldn't disrespect your mom and yeah like you said if you if you're disrespecting your mom you gotta go Joe straight up right uh and I, I don't know if my dad will ever hear his podcast, but love you too. I no more disrespect you. <laughs> and, uh, I would never do that. Yeah. Um, I, I still fear my father, so it would never happen like that. Um, yeah, just the way they treat their family in general, you just it's just an easy way to just gauge um, how they how they treat you, and especially if they have a good reason. I mean, I'm saying like maybe maybe their mom was a crack home you know and gave her gave her gave her baby up to some randoms you know yeah. yeah maybe you got some ill will you know but like sometimes you just don't need to hear it though also yeah. <laughs> right yeah. that's private stuff and also like learning if you if you're continuing to do that like so if we're in a relationship and I hear you talk about your mom, like talk to your mom crazy. I, right. I, could, I correct you about it and I bring it to your attention and you don't make any effort to change. That also shows me you're not, you're not going to change when it comes to you and I. Um, another thing that I wanted to bring up too is like, you have to look at that family dynamic. Like you talked about like, okay, her family might've had like a crack hoe mom. And <laughs> I mean, it's like, I'm trying to be as serious as I can be. Crack hoe mom. A, a crack hoe mother. Um, <laughs> And they, like, didn't ever communicate or she's shut off emotionally because of those that emotional trauma. Like, those are definitely signs to look at as far as how you're going to need to grow in that relationship if you choose to proceed. So, right. family dynamics are super important. Not just, like, for the disrespect, but also learned behavior. Fully. I think, yeah, I, definitely if you can tell somebody, like, hey, this is, the, this is the story of it and this is why I act that way or I treat them that way. And it's granted. I mean, okay, but then it's like you're 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 quickly going to beat a dead horse, you know? About oh yeah, f f f this person, your mother, she's a bad person. We get it, you know. But then you start thinking, <laughs> yeah, you start thinking about situations like drugs. 
Mm-hmm. If your mom was a, a crack hoe, you use you put crack in front of the hoe. That means that like crack ruled her brain, and it's mm. very hard to to get out of that situation. You know, it's it's when it gets you, it got you, and it, we need to have um build on uh, what is it um, space for them and allow them and help them. You know, I know people can stretch your patient thin, but like when you, you talk about drug addicts, you kind of have to have like you, you got to think of it for love first. Yeah. And so if, you, if you're sitting there talking crazy, because my, I have, I have family members that like got their family, got their um, daughter or my cousin took in and they never come around and they hate their mom. And I'm like thinking like your mom was on drugs, man. She was on the street. Like I know it was wrong for him to be there, but it's like, you got to give her a break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's like, it's not the same. Yeah, I I think that's why mental health in the black and brown communities and all of the different communities, but like especially where we're taught like just to deal with our stuff and not talk to anybody. That's why it's so important because I feel like if your cousin was able to have that dialogue and heal, maybe there would be a, a chance for her to at least gain or him or her to gain understanding as far as my parent was on drugs and I can forgive the drug part. Now that they're not hopefully on drugs, let's try right, to establish a relationship now. So, right, black, you know, black people would never forget, and they never really forgive. So, and that's the problem. And I guess that's a topic for neg- no, another video. But yeah, definitely <laughs> to check in and, and understand that not everybody—it's not all cut and dry. Yeah. Well, I think that that's a good stopping point. And I definitely can see us having more conversations, especially about black mental health. Um, (laughs) Equip your mind. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) any closing thoughts for the segment or anything like that? Um, Everybody take a moment and look at her stay woke earrings. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, She's definitely a great great host uh i'm honored <laughs> have me back again <laughs> um and very much love this and it's been it's been, it's been real <laughs> all right it's been real that's a good thing to say so as always guys be real be you and be the light that you want to see we out here peace yeah. it seems random but I got purpose Things coming together so beautifully One day it all makes sense Just you wait and see